Have you seen all of WandaVision? No. Okay. You should. I know. Before we get into the episode, I just want to say two things that me and Wolf forgot to mention in the episode uh, is that in the finale, the throwing of the car by Wanda was a reference to Captain America Civil War when she threw cars at Iron Man and the like sped up way she goes at somebody who I'm not going to mention is a reference to Age of Ultron because we haven't seen her do sped up horror movie kind of stuff since then. Uh, But forgot to mention it. Oh, hello for the first review of the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. When I say the first review, I mean the first ever review. Legally, I've made it so no other human being on the planet can review Falcon and Winter Soldier. And if you've seen it, you're in the Matrix. You're welcome for tipping you off. I'm Brian. I'm Richard. And he is not Wolf, because Wolf, who recorded reviews for WandaVision, uh, decided not to review this show, and so he is dead to me. I only made yeah, that, Wolf. I only made that joke because I said it to his face on a reaction to f- film theory WandaVision <laughs> episode, and he laughed. <laughs> of course, yeah. But uh, this is Richard, my co-host for I Love You 3000 Minutes. If you're listening on this on one of the podcasts that's not that. Uh, so if you like him, go over there and listen to us break down MCU minutes one minute at a time. If you hate him, go over there and listen to us break down MCU minutes one minute at a time. Sweet. So, so now we're going to watch, uh, no, we watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've seen it twice now. Uh, and we're going to dive into our notes. Um, wanted to kick this off first by doing a couple broad strokes that I noticed after watching it for a while, which was, um, me wondering if it was conscious that they were so similar. Like, did you notice they both have dead parents and they both have a sister? Okay. Like, Bucky actually says, I have a sister on his date. He doesn't mm-hmm. say, I had a sister. Hmm. I actually thought, my brain must have filled it in wrong. I thought he said, I had a sister, but I trust your judgment. No, you'd think that. I listened to it the first time, and we have subtitles on the second time I saw it, when I saw it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says, I have a sister. And then he says, like, K4 or something while they're playing Battleship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I, he didn't have a close relationship with his parents anymore because they were dead. And Sam has his parents dead and he has a sister. Yeah. So I thought they they might have a sister thing for Bucky with uh, like how Steve visited Peggy. Mm-hmm. Old sis. It could be. And then the other thing I wanted to say was I thought it was interesting that Falcon has done nothing but what's right his whole life. And... He's getting roadblock on roadblock, like not being able to refinance the loans, not being allowed, and, you know, literally doing everything right. He's been a hero his whole life. You mean Sam. Sam. Sam, what did I say? I thought you said Bucky. Whoops. Sorry if I did. I'll see in editing. (laughs) Um, And then Bucky has... He started off doing good stuff, but really his history is a history of violence. The majority of it is brainwashed violence. Yes. Yes. He didn't actually do anything bad, but his, as people know him as he is the winter soldier, he has done so many assassinations and now he's done a couple good things, like very important, but good things. Battle Wakanda, 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second battle in New York, as I like to call it. And he's being rewarded with pardons, therapy, dates. Uh, and I just thought that was interesting since this show is definitely going to be tackling race. That even though they're both at the same place in their life, both trying to do good. Mm-hmm. The person who's black, and they kind of mentioned this. Mm-hmm you know, in a in a subtle but recognizable way in the bank is being punished, you know, by not getting the loan. Mm-hmm. And the person who's white is being rewarded with a better life. And, you know, the struggles are the memories that haunt him. They're not external struggles mm-hmm. by society. I noticed a, a couple ways that they were tackling race. I didn't recognize that immediately as one. Well. Now that you mention it, I've I also had it. like three days to sit with it. You mm-hmm. watched it an hour ago. Mm-hmm. To be fair, yeah. Um, to be fair, Bucky getting a date that was the courtesy of his friend, right? Yeah, but, yeah. I was just saying, uh, like he, he's getting psychological help or whatever because he was a soldier and everything. He. I, is is he a decommissioned soldier? He's not an active soldier anymore for the U.S., right? No, he hasn't been an active soldier since the 30s, and actually the therapy is a condition of his pardon, mm-hmm. not so much like VA benefits. Mm-hmm. Right, which the VA could actually use. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, therapy. Oh, right? yeah. For, for all of them, you know? Um, yeah, my buddy, he is a uh, previous military... And I'm a, you know what? I'm actually going to bleep his name out. Um, but mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, no, the VA is horrible. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not a secret to those who have to go to the VA. It's pain in the ass to get anything. Sounds like that's one place I could use more funding, you know? Yeah. Of many. Yes. But uh, let's get into uh, um, another broader stroke thing that mm-hmm. I wanted to mention. I've watched, you know, uh, some modern Disney shows such as The Mandalorian. I haven't seen WandaVision yet. The shooting quality, the like how they decide to construct everything looks like a movie, just in episode format, which I really appreciate. It feels really nice. Hey, John Favreau, I believe, jumped in on the f- one or two episodes in season two, but John Favreau helped co-create that. And they had directors like Bryce Dallas Howard or Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. coming to direct those episodes like Taika Waititi was a character on the first season of the Mandalorian and mm-hmm. second season and directed the pilot and the finale I think mm-hmm. so yeah definitely going for film directors maybe it's just something I didn't notice as much on the Mandalorian but I just thought that everything looked better in this like all the angles and the cinematic qualities of it looked better in Falcon and Winter Soldier oh are you saying that Mandalorian did not look like a film Mandalorian looked a little like a film mm-hmm Falcon Winter Soldier looks more like a film. Gotcha. Uh, a director on season two was Robert Rodriguez. Gotcha. Who okay. I could, I would say he would fairly say as well that he's a successful director, but he definitely spends less time on the pre-production and he's like, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Not so much about being a perfectionist like James Cameron or James Gunn or James Oliver. There's no person that I know named James Oliver. I just want a third name. So mm-hmm. I took john oliver's last name for the three james made a new person (laughs) just like wanda did spoilers Mm. just kidding or am i he hasn't you haven't seen an episode yet right not a single episode okay all right let's get into these notes uh you had a what's your first note i want to know how many notes over the first note i can move on to the next notes 
I just want to see what your next note is so Moving I can quality see. Picture that, like, I know what I'm going to talk about with that, okay. and then the next is these three things. All right, so then I got a few things. The aspect ratio is movie. So when you watch WandaVision, you'll see that the aspect ratios mimic the TV show. 4-3. Four, 4-3, three. Four, three, and then, you know, as the errors go by, it goes to 16 by 9 and some other angles. But this starts as the aspect ratio of a movie. So I appreciate that. And actually, I'm going to look up really quick to confirm this because I have a suspicion. Okay, the teaser did not lie to us so much. That first first teaser like started with a full black screen and then widened up and up. And it went almost to a 16 by 9 aspect ratio, but not quite. So it kind of lied because this is a movie aspect ratio and that's a fatter ratio up and down. I don't know how to say it, but uh, I got excited because I did not expect I expected it to be a TV show ratio, 16 by 9. That's a really nerdy way to start these notes. But uh, the next one is Winter Soldier beginning. Oh, I meant that uh, Falcon's mission start reminded me a lot of the Winter Soldier when okay. Cap was on the plane and he did that dive off without a parachute mm-hmm. and then he landed in the water and took out the Lumerian Star with Batroc. Sure. That's actually really a really cool connection because he ends up hunting Batroc. So I wonder if it was very, very intentional. I thought it was intentional to like kind of mimic Captain America's mission. One of them. That'd be a bad reason to do it. <laughs> I mean, you know, just mimic it. I mean, like, like uh, how George Lucas has the trilogies not copy each other, but have them rhyme. You okay. know, it, referencing it kind of that's subconsciously. Not a rhyme, that's the same thing. I just thought it was subconscious. Okay. They start on a plane. He jumps out without a parachute, and he hunts Batroc. It, I it's mean, not did you... enough of a rhyme, in my opinion. It's it just sounds uncreative, in my opinion. I mean, when you were watching that whole sequence, did you think they copied Winter Soldier? I mean, it feels. No, I didn't think they were copying it. But the thing is, I don't remember everything that happens in all those movies. There's at least 20 of them, right? There's 22. So it's like, I know there have been plenty of plane missions before. It it goes back to that thing where I was saying they feel all the same. You know? all right, like, so this is matter. this is all I'm saying. It's just three small details. They start on a plane briefing the mission. The hero jumps out without a parachute, mm-hmm. and Batchcock is the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. But this took a lot of turns. It has a lot of different details. It has the canyons. It's not on a ship. There's not a hostage situation. Well, there's mm-hmm. one hostage. Mm-hmm. But it's not a boat full of hostages. It's not, uh, you know, they don't have Black Widow doing a different mission. There's helicopters shooting at them. It's a lot more action-packed and less espionage There's Libya. They can't go over the, air, the, the border into another country. So there's a lot of other details. I just thought it was a very subtle way to implant the idea that this will be your new Captain America in viewers' minds who had seen the other movies without immediately making that connection because not everyone's as much of a psychopath as I am. <laughs> I suppose it could be that. I don't think it'd be a good way to try to do that, in, in my opinion. But So, George St. Pierre is Batroc, right? Uh, is that the wrestler that you like? The fighter, mixed martial artist, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Is that the physical athlete? Yeah. Because that would cover everyone I don't know yeah. in popular culture. He's actually considered one of the best MMA fighters of all time, even though his striking game is garbage, but whatever. Yes, that is him. He fought Captain America at the beginning of Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is the first time we're seeing him again in the MCU. Pretty cool. All right. So, so um, I, you know how I am with the Marvel stuff. Racist. You know. 
I'm a little bit prejudiced against Marvel stuff. I, I try to watch it, but the thing is, once I, I'm trying to get more specific with my critiques of them, and the script writing in this it reminds me of the script writing in all the movies. It's about six out of ten, in my opinion. So, like, it is six episodes, six six out of ten rating. <laughs> But yeah, it's like George St. Pierre, you know, I know they need to need to find a way to communicate to the audience that um, he can't go if they go into Libya, then Falcon has to peel off of them, you know. And so they just have Batroc just turn to him and say, once we reach Libya, he will not follow us just out of nowhere. He just tells it that tells that to the captain that Falcon's trying to rescue. Well, they have. Yes, but they also had the mention violating treaties when uh yeah they start so that's that's alluding to libya yeah and they've they mentioned a few times i know but it's just uh it's kind of a crappy way to insert that piece of information because it's literally out of nowhere that he tells the captain that when they're on the helicopter yeah i mean that's their goal their goal is to get across the border so they don't i know yeah and they i get, eh. I get that her yeah so they had mentioned Libya and stopping them from crossing the border like the good guys did. And I took Batroc mentioning it as like a setup to the punchline of Falcon immediately squashing that. <laughs> like I took that as less uh, exposition and more setup punchline because that was right before uh, Falcon came through and ca- yeah, okay. caught the guy and then it blew up. That was my read of that one. It could be that. But, I, suppose, uh, I don't like, think it's light. I mean, they could have used another line for that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I did get confused a little bit because I was yeah. like, U.S. military cannot be seen. No tree is violated. Is he military or no? And then I was like, wait, military's in the area. So the other times they mentioned it was not clear mm-hmm. on my first viewing. I will say I loved the close up shots of him flying because if you watch like Winter Soldier and stuff, they do the trick that they've done on like this 2009 Star Trek where they take a close up of him with a blue background mm-hmm. and just tell him, move your wings. And then they add in wind sound and they trick you okay. into thinking it. Like if you watch Winter Soldier again, You'll see him fly and say stuff, and there's no clear background. It's a very budget way. It's smart for the budget because it doesn't break your immersion, but it is cheating to save money. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I loved in this show how they took the different angle where you see the background and see the rest of his body flying. And it's like, it looks a little weird, like mm-hmm. a little, like he's a bobblehead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the camera's stuck to his head as if. He's like wearing a helmet and it's there. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated the extra detail. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I said uh, Pat Batrock is back and dumb as fuck for not believing the pilot when the pilot was like, I saw someone outside. <laughs> like we're past 23 movies dude right like yeah. you've been you've had your ass handed to you by captain america mm-hmm. like you can't believe that there's a motherfucker on the plane right yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true um i'm glad I, we got to see a little bit more of george st pierre fighting just straight up yeah. just as a fight fan. and he's gonna come back yeah because he didn't die mm-hmm um, I got excited that Red Wing was voice activated now because mm-hmm. in the other movies you've seen him like use his arm thing to control it mm-hmm. even up to I know Captain America Civil War and you know it'd probably be the same for the other ones but you know uh, Red Wing's kind of acting like Jarvis where he's like kick their ass mm-hmm. or get him off my ass and it's just it, he doesn't have to be like Red Wing scan for a military helicopter that is not our own and shoot it down he doesn't have to be specific 
specific, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So even though Red Wing's not talking back, he can, you know, read instructions and then think critically mm-hmm. to execute those instructions. And uh, you rolled your eyes when this happened, but I thought it was a small detail, but I appreciate that the pilot got shot twice. You know, that cliche. You you literally went, ugh. Because <laughs> it is a cliche. Yeah. Having a pilot get shot and then the plane going down while they're still fighting inside. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a nice detail that was like, and he dies and then he gets shot again. Mm-hmm. It just. I thought that was his, his pilot. I thought that was Batrox's pilot. Yes, huh? yes. Yeah, but not the one that died before. I thought he he just died in that shot. Not what pilot no. that died before. Batrox's pilot. Like, his his guy. Not some other guy. Not the original pilot. Um, do you mean the guy that spotted Sam Wilson and Batrox did not believe? Yeah. Was not the same guy who got shot twice? Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe one more thing we need to look at. Those damn faceless pilots. <laughs> all white. White people looking all the same. I almost thought Batrock got shot because they both look white. I... Notice on my second viewing that Sam used his thruster to mm-hmm. grab a guy and face plant him into a crate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love it. Like every every movie without fail, anyone with like gadgets has updated versions of their gadgets. Mm-hmm. Red Wing has voice activation. Sam has now been practicing to use his thrusters to make up for the fact that he's not a super soldier. Mm-hmm. Like I just I love the small details. It's pretty sweet. And I also wrote that I like that Batrock ambushed Hum. I just misspelled him. (laughs) (laughs) George St. Pierre in that role. He was a little stiff in Captain America. Here he he was able to add a little bit more smarminess and cockiness. By being dumb as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he's this might be his second film. He hasn't been in that many films unless he's been in more in Canada. He's from Canada, that's his native land. I mean, it's like a huge deal in Canada. This you know? is definitely a second MCU outing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Rocky Balboa in Canada, if you want to think of it that way, you know, or or let's say I Arnold gotcha. Schwarzenegger in Canada. So, or maybe Stallone. Yeah, since you said Rocky, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Stallone and Schwarzenegger were near the same level back in the eighties, right? So, yeah. so good for him. You know, he's acting a little bit more. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. So. And I'm sure he signed a 20 movie detail deal to be in Winter Soldier. <laughs> so, I mean, hell, Frank Grillo signed a uh, seven movie deal and he only showed up in three and one was a cameo that his son basically bullied him into doing. He's like, he almost did go. He's like, you killed me in the second one. I don't want to fucking come back for Endgame. And his son was like, this is history. You will go. You will be a part of history. <laughs> so, so you can edit this next part out if you don't feel it's relevant. But basically, you know how I was critiquing George St. Pierre's striking earlier? I said he's known as one of the best ever, but uh, his striking just isn't that good. Like, so he normally takes people down and beats them up on the ground. My sure. One of my actual favorite fighters, like in the middle of the fight, said, you strike like a bitch. And, and then when he was sitting on, when they were resting between rounds, he's, you could overhear him talking to his corner and he's like, however this fight ends up, he punches like a bitch. He doesn't punch hard. He punch, And so like, I could just imagine G- George St. Pierre as Batrox knocking someone out. And then that fighter, Nick Diaz, going like, that that can't happen in real life. You, he hits like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so just a little bit of, I'm sorry, fighter enthusiasm there. <laughs> no, yeah, I got you. I wrote next that the squirrel suits are dope. 
but they really think they can stand a chance against Falcon. <laughs> and then when they started falling the second time, I was like, this is giving me Iron Man 3 vibes. You know, that whole plane sequence where all the people are falling out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I like that there was no music in the beginning of that sequence. But then the next part is seeing the money shot from the first teaser in the canyon and realizing why the squirrel suits were an advantage, you know, because mm-hmm. they were like, we can glide through these canyons, maybe lose them there. Right. Uh, if it was just falling through air, I'd be like, y'all dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> like, stop listening to Batrock. also i wrote holy shit he just killed the guy that he yanked out of the helicopter Mm -hmm. did you see that i love that he yanked him out but then he just let him go Mm -hmm. (laughs) falcon let him go yeah yeah he just he had a a new gadget Mm -hmm. which was a rope that attached to him and yanked Mm -hmm. him out like a grappling hook Mm -hmm. but then he just boop We don't need to regard that. We don't need to acknowledge that. It's fine. Who knows what happened to him? Yeah, we'll just talk about my thing that I wrote for two notes later, which is damn the murder blowing (laughs) up the helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I said, if we get to the border, you know what? I appreciated the if we get to the border, he's not going to follow because that's when I finally understood what the military was talking about. Because at first they were like, we're going to break some treaties if the military is spotted. So we need you, an Avenger, to do it for us. And I'm like, but they got military on the fucking ground and military in the air. What the fuck is going on? Is this bad writing? And that solidified it. That cleared it up for me. I was like, oh, they they just can't be seen in Libya. I think they could have introduced that tidbit another way. Yeah, they could have been like, they're within 20 miles of the Libyan border. We need to stop them there because if we cross, we will break a treaty. He could have been talking to one of his henchmen and told them, hey, once we get to this point, we can breathe easier or something like that, you know? Cause, and, but instead, in or, the middle of all the action, yeah. he just turns to the captain and says, once we get to Libya, they can't follow. And yeah. it's like, I don't know. I think I might be expecting too much from this. If you, if you look back at like the cartoons and the kind of simplistic, cheesy dialogue there. But on the other hand, I don't think this is supposed to be that cheesy. We're, we're trying to take this seriously and stuff. You know? Yeah, we can have fun. I mean, I get it. You know, literally, if he was like, if that pilot was like, I see someone on the plane, he's like, then fucking get us to the border. And then like pushes his head like he did instead of just like, dumb pilot, you see stupid stuff. Yeah. And, you know, maybe walk back and be like, be ready for anything. Mm -hmm. And then Red Wing blows out the door. Boom. Batrack's not a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. He might not be taking him too seriously since he's not pointing a gun at the window immediately Mm -hmm. but then he could cover the goal of the villain and have his men be ready ish but still not prepared for falcon Mm -hmm. you know easy yeah i think kind of what you're saying is they could have written bad tracks a little bit better yeah that would have solved two things that would have solved my joke of him being dumb and then you know made him a little more competent Mm -hmm. with his men as a leader and also set the goal before i still am okay personally even with that rewrite of him taunting his kidnap victim 
mm-hmm. for that setup punchline okay. that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, because if he says, "Then get us over the border," and then he has the the kidnapping, he's like, "We're about to be over the border. He won't follow us, motherfucker." Yeah, and then boom. I agree. That would have been better if they made it more about him mocking the shit out of. Yeah, him, you know? like I always took it as him <laughs> mocking, but mm-hmm. yeah, we. I needed that Libya information a little sooner, so there was less confusion on my part as a viewer. Gotcha. Um, okay, so the second time watching, I wrote down Libyan airspace. Are the accords still happening, or is this just a U.S. military thing, a U.S. treaty? Because the accords by the U.S., well, I don't know. I don't know if the accords are still a thing, because this is a U.S. operation, not a U.N. operation. So never mind. We're probably never going to hear about the accords again. <laughs> Let's just be real. We'll see. I mean, it's a part of the... the mcu sort of right so we might hear it yeah it would be nice if somewhere in that hall with him with don Cheadle, it had said after the second battle of new york the accords were rescinded or whatever you know Mm -hmm. just just tie that up so every idiot like me can stop making jokes like what about those accords bro (laughs) like it caused a fucking civil war bro what about the accords we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about it once in infinity war and then be done with it you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i think uh thunderbolt ross is coming back for a series so it might wrap up there Hmm. he might be coming back in this series i don't remember all right so what's your next note i have a couple more um critiques on the writing but we can skip that some of the themes that i'm happy that they're talking about first of all hackable cards that's going to be an issue to tackle in the future. That's one reason for some people to continue into cybersecurity to hopefully our cars are not hackable in the future. That would be great. I mean, everything's going to be a computer, so doesn't have to be. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to say that's not going to happen since we're going to need computers for all the machine learning and self-driving. And we don't need the machine learning for the self-driving. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. For self-driving. But I mean, I'm not saying we've been perfectly fine without it, but just there. Needs- I'll, OK, whatever. All I'm saying is that hackable cars are going to be a thing. And I'm glad that they mentioned it. I was going to so. say. There needs to be a way, just like how iPhone has a way that you can't hack it without the code, mm-hmm. you know, like the FBI's literally tried forcing Apple to do that. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a way where the internet connection in Teslas and other cars does not interface with the self-driving. Mm-hmm. That's not the case now, but as people start hacking it more, they're going to have to make it so that you get your software updates for the self-driving in person. Mm-hmm. Maybe hook up to, you know, a physical USB at a Tesla and people can just come through. It'll update in five minutes mm-hmm. and then move along. But uh, yeah, that will be an issue. If they could just set, separate it, the self-driving components and the internet connection, I think everything will be good. The internet connection would just like, I don't know, they could probably heat up the car, <laughs> you know, be like, I put your heat on high and it's 100 degrees outside. Do you know what I'm saying? Sort of. Because iPhones have a security feature for the for the lock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's not connected to any internet. Right. So someone can't hack it remotely. Anyway. Unless you install... Yeah, if a hacker gets into the car and installs... Right, yeah. Okay, so there's a few things, because you just went to the hackable car as part of the therapy session, right? I go into mental health. I'm glad they're showing one of the main characters seeing a shrink. That's cool. I don't think it should be stigmatized to see a shrink. Now, people say Richard Shrink is a bad word for... My bad. I'll I'll try Why, Why is shrink a bad word? Because it criticizes the therapist's. You know, it's just like a quick word 
for the therapist. They take your, they shrink you. They shrink their patients to figure them out, you know? That's oh. kind of, and so they call them shrinks. And a person told me it was almost derogatory. And I was like, gotcha. Like, so, okay. I get it. So I'll, I'll look that he up sees more. his therapist and uh, one of the pictures that they have is Bucky's just his head and the background is the wallpaper. and It's a mm-hmm. bunch of peaceful trees, like bamboo trees almost. Yeah. And, you know, obvi- I think it's kind of like a great picture because the therapist is trying to get him to be peaceful. But Bucky's head is not peaceful at all. Like it's like it's just a good juxtaposition at the show there. Yeah. So. All right. So I've got a few notes that we skip past. I just want to know your next note so we can cover it okay. and then I can backtrack and catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We had the flag smashers mm-hmm. who believe that the world was better during the blip. Uh, the blip being the... Yeah. Okay. The snapping. Um, and then Sam's line of, believe me, when things get better for one group, it gets worse for another, uh, just made me think, I'm so happy for all the white supremacists out there. Really, really just so happy for them to unintentionally get validated. You, you know? I mean... I mean, all the tiki torches and like raids on Capitol Hill are, you know, Pete dumbass motherfuckers saying, no, now that black people have rights and respect, it's going to make our lives worse. Sure. Which is fucking dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, I I will defer in, in that debate to Bo Burnham's song, Straight White Man. Which the penultimate line is, we used to own all the money and land, and we still do, but it's not as fun now. He's basically saying, just because people of other skin tones than white Mm -hmm. are being treated more respectfully, literally doesn't change anything about who is rich. Mm -hmm. You know, that's going to take maybe 10 generations to really equal out. I mean, I don't see that as like validating them. I, I saw it as like a really overarching philosophical no, view. No, you know? yeah, yeah. I know like, that wasn't directly there, but I just know all the white supremacists who think that their rights are being stolen away. The more rights like black people have, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna read too much into that line. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when what, when, uh, when things get better for them, it gets worse for us, bro. Mm-hmm. Let's smash another Bud Light Transformers. Ugh. They go Transformers. They, they no, Transformers. I just said Bud Light because that's a proud sponsor of the Transformers movies. Oh, okay. But you know what I mean? Like, let's say you're playing a game of Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And every I time know what you mean. I pass go, I'm given $1,000 uh-huh. and you're given $50. Uh-huh. And then after like 30 turns, it's like, actually, everyone's going to get $200 when they pass go. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to have had $20,000. And you'll have had 20 times 50, $1,000, you know, I'll still have such a huge lead that it's a false claim to say that once we're now both only getting $200, it'll somehow be completely even. Mm -hmm. Anyway, does that make sense? I think I'm getting what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, now that we have Black Lives Matter protests all over the world doesn't mean that Trump is now, you know, middle class. Right. Yep. I just... I, I I was like, that line would be a fine line. Nothing wrong with it. If I know the wrong ple- people wouldn't read into it and justify it for their racist beliefs. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with ignoring them because they're stupid. 
Yeah, but we ignored them for a long time, and then they raided Capitol Hill and did Charlottesville. I mean, that that's not even the hillbilly hicks that you're thinking of. Those were a group of people that suddenly got a mob mentality to go ahead and do that, and it was, like, even more fringe than just hillbillies. You know what I mean? I'm, I wasn't even saying hillbillies. I was, I was specifically pointing at the white supremacists from Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Like, they were proclaimed white supremacists. The white supremacists in Black Klansmen were there at Charlottesville, and I would not be surprised if more than a few of the people at Capitol Hill were white supremacists. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Unified Without Borders sounds nice, but it also sounds very Solomon Lane, the way they're executing it, the villain from the last two Mission Impossible movies, who decided to, like, kill the old system, try to let it all burn to make a new system. Right, he was trying to, like, burn the world down, sort of, so... Burn down all the politicians and stuff, which is debatable if that's a good... At least his methods... Yeah, outright killing them is not good, so... Um, I liked the conspiracy theories about where Steve was. Yeah, so this ties into one of my critiques of the script. They had the very, what is that, CIA, that very army guy. He was at, he was Air Force. Air Force. That gentleman who later gets beat up by a flag smasher who seems to be a super, uh, you know, su- have superpowers. So they have him ask, you didn't fly him up to the moon? Like, seriously. Like, personally, I don't like that in the writing, that they wrote that into his character. I thought it was cute. I thought, you know, like, I thought the him flying him up on his wings would be stupid, but flying him in a Quinjet, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh... This might picked up my entire side just now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, because, you know, it's like uh, the Nick Fury thing in an army. Everything is on a need to know basis. So if Captain America was up on the moon, that guy, a level one soldier, maybe a level two because he's working with the Falcon. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he does not need to know that Steve Rogers is on the moon and people are going to talk. Where's- he disappeared. There's no body. He was young. No one said he died, you know. Oh, what are you going to say? We saved the world with time travel, and then Steve went back in time and lived in an alternate dimension with the love of his life. <laughs> First off, they're not going to... The government, if they're not willing to admit about aliens, you know, mm-hmm. which th- there's some now newly declassified things in the last couple of years that confirmed there was a fucking spaceship that looked like a pill bottle, and mm-hmm. Air, actual Air Force has talked about it, mm-hmm. multiple people, because it's been declassified. Mm-hmm. If it's taken them this long to admit that there was some crazy extraterrestrial shit, there's no way they're going to admit to the world that time travel exists. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we saved the world with time travel. Oh, you want to you wanna do time travel? I mean, I'm not going to tell you how, but if you figure it out, I can't stop you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no there's no way they're going to tell anybody about the time travel. Right. Then in that case, how do you explain Steve's disappearance? You know, there's no body, but he's not here anymore. And, you know, sure. And if he's alive, there's no way they're going to have in the fucking gall to. Right, but they're pre-establishing that whole moon theory as ridiculous because it is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And. It's also probably a comic book reference. Oh, okay. I mean, probably. Could be. You know, Justice League has a base on the moon, right? Yeah. um, The Hall of Justice or something? I I forgot. Or the Satellite of Justice. I'm not entirely sure. We'll find out after this. 
is watching Justice League. Yes. Yeah. Um, we are watching Justice League in the past because I'm going to edit this after we live stream that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're already on Winter Soldier. I still have a couple more things. Do it. Uh, holy shit, Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. That was my hold note on the first watch. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because they're having an Armor Wars series with Don Cheadle. Okay. But on the second viewing, I said, Maybe showing that Don Cheadle has pe- uh, was there is showing that he was passed over intentionally as the government mm-hmm. by the government and not necessarily because they couldn't afford to include him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's not going to be back in the rest of the series, but, you know, if he wasn't there, it would have been it, weird. It would have felt like uh, phase two of the MCU mm-hmm. where Iron Man doesn't show up in Captain America's movie. Captain America doesn't show up in Thor's movie. Thor doesn't show up in Iron Man's movie. You know, that was all just budget and, you know, doing their own little things. People were like making how it should have ended, which Mm -hmm. is like, Hydra's in control of S.H.I.E.L.D. Assemble the Avengers. You know, Mm -hmm. it made these logical inconsistencies. Right. But I appreciated, one, that they added him as maybe a way of like, nah, dude, there's two decorated soldiers in the u.s military that are still active but they're black which you know then the government shows they chose somebody else it's like dude you had two fucking avengers mm-hmm. who are also military mm-hmm. yeah i hate that ending i hate that ending just because that dude looks like a fucking dweeb <laughs> do you know who that was no who he was ego's son Kurt really? Russell, yeah, so Wyatt, that's, that's Wyatt Russell, actually Kurt Russell's son. That's Wyatt Russell hmm. from Twenty Two Jump Street, uh, which is the first thing I saw him in. I think the only thing his name's Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, gotcha. I thought you were just calling him white. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was very white, <laughs> exactly. Wyatt Russell, <laughs> but um, but like I like that. I like it. it you know, first yeah, off, I, I mean they did a good job of getting me to care and hate that Captain America, that imposter. Yeah, we're Captain jumping America. ahead, but his after that the episode ended, he said, "I hate that shot," and I was <laughs> like, "Because you thought they filmed it poorly, or because you hate that they have a new Captain America who's not Sam?" He was like, "That's." second reason basically yeah. and you know sam doesn't even need to be captain america he could be falcon if he wants i don't care if he literally becomes captain america or not because you know not everyone needs to be the same fucking character yeah but i mean like even philosophically like there didn't need to be another captain america after the first one and so but how does the government explain this guy oh hey you just kind of disappeared for a bit and we brought this guy back you know they're going to determine that's not actually well yeah they steve they, rogers. they didn't introduce him as steve rogers yeah but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there are a couple things. One, when I checked the aspect ratio on the first look, well, Sam is swinging the shield, which he didn't in this episode. Mm-hmm. So no, we knew he was going to get the shield back, but he's training with the shield uh, somewhere in the series. Maybe this is a cutscene. I mean, it's totally possible. You know, they planned on opening the show with him swinging it and then deciding to turn it in. But who knows? Second, Wyatt Russell has recently said that his Captain America is not a super soldier, just a regular dude. So... So is this guy going to be like helping grandmas across the street? I don't know. (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised, actually, now that you say it, if they didn't go on a tour of like how they did with the Captain America, the first Avenger, where Mm -hmm. they just used him as a political puppet, Mm -hmm. you know, a dancing monkey. But I mean, literally doing that, like I'm Captain America, buy Mm -hmm. bonds to fight the Batrocks. Mm hmm. 
I was trying to decide of what country America would make the sudden villain, but I didn't want to. So that's a good credit of the writing. So I bump up the writing for this episode from 6 to 6.5, just based off of the fact that they made me despise. Hate him immediately. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, All right. So another reason I like Don Cheadle was because if there's anyone who's going to understand what Sam's going through, I really do have to imagine it has to be a black man in the military. You know, just like going through the... There's not a better person to connect with than someone who's gone through the same experience as you. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. Like of all the Avengers that you want to have that heartfelt conversation and talk about like, why didn't you pick up the shield? Mm-hmm. I think they chose the right actor. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was just like the luck of who was available to be there and steve rogers kind of chosen who steve rogers oh yeah yeah we started with the with the whole flat the audio from their last meeting mm -hmm. yeah um, and then he decides to put it away in the leather case and yeah the shield i mean spoiler Eh, you know spoilers and then um they talk about sending the world into turmoil and I, i love how this show the shows both shows are dealing with the blip and the mm. other aftermath, but um, oh man, when I saw when I saw him turn it into the Smithsonian, I literally wrote, "Ugh, don't be so self conscious, badass." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, there were two things. One, when Don Cheadle asked, "Why didn't you take up the mantle?" There's this translucent screen, but with some like art on it or mm-hmm. detail mm-hmm. that covers up his figure. Mm-hmm. While Don Cheadle's is unobscured. Mm-hmm. So I thought visually that was a very clever way to show how Sam's thoughts are kind of obscured and muddy and not very clear headed, mm-hmm. where Don Cheadle's question and point of view is much more clear. But then it pissed me off on the second viewing when I saw in that lovely Steve Rogers memorial, one of the things says, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30, you can enlist. Enlist today. It's like, goddamn, like, relentless. <laughs> it's kind know. of been annoying me that the new uh, Join the Army ads are literally video game ads. Yeah, Who will I you mean, be? Will you be the medic? The, will you be the magician? Mm-hmm. I like, mean, the Army has nobody, actually. Like, they're, they're at a record low for enrollment. Like, no one wants to join the Army right now. So, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's a bad thing to join the Army. You get your shit paid for, for four years. Yeah. And I, if there's no war, you don't go off to battle, right? I'm not saying it's not noble. I'm not saying there's not benefits. Uh But the army also does shit like cut out the line from the first Iron Man where Rhodey says, I would have killed to be in this position. And they made them cut that line because they didn't want people to connect that with the fact that people in the military literally have higher chances of suicide. Mm. Because think about it. It makes sense. You need to break down people enough that they will follow any order. Because if you don't follow an order immediately, if you need to have it explained to you, that could mean lives. Mm -hmm. That could mean your life. That could mean the life of everyone around you. That could mean the life of the people you're protecting if you don't know how to take orders. But clearly, the method is not the best if people are killing themselves. So, Well, it could be improved upon, right? That's what I'm saying. Instead of improving upon it, unless they have, and I just haven't been picking up on it, Mm -hmm. they're like, well, maybe we could change it to, like, the army literally has a Twitch channel. Mm -hmm. They have military people 
playing video games so they can get kids. I, mean, I don't hate it. Like, so there's a full full metal jacket, okay, made by Stanley Kubrick. And um, so basically, that did do you, have you seen that film? I saw it once. Okay, so you know how there's that guy that gets broken down and shoots the drill sergeant, shoots himself. Mm-hmm. Um, that drill sergeant, that actor's name is Lee Ermey. Okay. And he was like, that was my definition of a bad drill sergeant. Not all drill sergeants are like that, but some of them were. And um, I was trying to be a terrible one. And actually, there were like there was a conscious effort to not have yeah. the drill sergeants be like that after that movie came out. Because it was like, yeah, the, you you cannot do that to pe- <laughs> do that to like one person for the entire duration of the thing. You know, it's just my thing is like. To think of different examples, like if you want to get somebody into a cult, mm-hmm. you get them either at their youngest or at their most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. If you want to trick uh, a young girl into being a prostitute against her will, you get her young. Mm-hmm. The Twitch channel, I see that as nothing else than trying to indoctrinate kids. Okay. Like McDonald's literally had a campaign or probably is still doing it mm-hmm. that they called from the cradle to the crypt mm-hmm. where they wanted to get kids liking McDonald's at an early age, because if you get them at a young age, they prove to be longer lasting customers. Sure. So I don't like the military going at it as a video game angle. Cause well, what's the primary that- audience of Twitch? Cause kids for, no it like for the longest time for the long for a long time now it's been titty streamers all over twitch that's been who? um i'm that's not a formal term but a lot of streamers who show their cleavage and get people twitch. get males of all demographics to watch twitch bans people like that they really quickly they now <laughs> now they do no, go to twitch right now and watch, let's watch Amber let, stream. No, look at the top streamers the people who last um let's see yeah uh, demographic of Twitch users. Twitch global user share 2019 by age. 32% of users were 24 to 34. 16 to 24 is the majority, 41%. And then do we know if... Because and, there's going to be targeted ads based on age too, right? Well, the army's so, not doing ads. They might be doing ads, but they they have a verified Twitch channel mm-hmm. where people can watch them game. And different channels get advertised different ways. Does their channel get advertised to sixteen year olds? Oh, there's no there's no algorithm on Twitch. It's Are you a, sure? Yeah, it's a big fault of Twitch. They you're not discoverable just by streaming. You can go into different games, but if you don't have social media on other platforms, you're mm-hmm. not getting new viewers. With all due respect, we've been doing this review for an hour. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. So then we end that scene with uh, Sam on the brink of tears. And I just want to say I love when men cry because there's only been three times I've seen tears or almost tears. Uh, the first was Star-Lord in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. The second was Kill, uh, not Killmonger, Black Panther uh, in uh, the other plane. I don't remember what it's called. And now this one where he's on the brink of tears. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Actually, Peter. Peter was on the brink of tears in Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, And Spider-Man Homecoming. So five times. Four different people. But I love when men cry in movies. 
There's a great movie in India called Three Idiots. On, it's on Amazon Prime. The men cry like 10 times. And it's perfect. It's cool. Okay. Winter Soldier's intro. The, this made me like it because Falcon's intro was hero. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier's was villain. It's yeah. a dark place. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on a mission. I mean, he's having a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. He, so. it, it was a villainous thing, but I like that it's echoing. It's immediately catching us up with the flavor of their characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam's always been a military man. We see him in the military first mm-hmm. and honorable. And then Bucky has, for the majority of his time in the MCU, been broken and tinged by horrifying acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows what's on his head, uh, his subconscious and his heart, even though the rest of, you know, his his scenes in this first episode don't say that explicitly. That shot, you know where his head is at uh, when no one's around. So and we got the Winter Soldier music. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. The first time we see him in this sequence, it is the same music as his introduction in the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. So it's clever. Gotcha. Uh, and then I put, ah, dream sequence. And this time watching it the second time, I noticed he sleeps on a blanket on the ground in his front room. It looked like he fell off the chair or slid off the chair. Oh, maybe. Uh, on his way to sleeping. He was just, you know, he's just kind of sitting there. He's like, oh, it's better on the ground. <laughs> so. I got to look back at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wrote therapist. Good. Lying bad. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and they mentioned the pardon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote that how he makes amends is hilarious. So I misspelled hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, second one is to not hurt anybody. He kind of violated that because he hurts. Him. Yeah, he was lying. He, he some, wasn't being honest. Fully. I mean, it's a small lie, but still, he hit him with the butt of his gun. Yeah. He's not supposed to. He, he broke some, a law by hacking their car, mm-hmm. you know. So the biggest one is that little melee shot. <laughs> so I mean that was defending him. I'm I mean obviously we're all cool with it yeah, cuz it's yeah. like clearly he's doing the good work. Mm-hmm. But his his isolation really got me. Him recapping, putting in perspective his whole life. Mm-hmm. Like I got a little calm in Wakanda, but I've been fighting this whole time since 1930 whatever. Mm-hmm. And him ignoring Sam's calls. Um, so there's a big plot twist, right? It's not even a twist. There's kind of a big reveal that you could figure out before it happens, right? Yeah. I'm going to try to not spoil it, but it's like, I knew that that must have been what happened as soon as it happened in this episode. It was revealed. Okay. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, what the fuck are you doing with your life? (laughs) (laughs) Spoil spoil it. So you find out that he killed... Yomi's son? What was the man's name? Uh, it was something Yomi. like that. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he killed the old gentleman's son mm-hmm. in the dream sequence, which was so, clever. It's it's doing so many things. I knew I knew that was coming, and I forgot about the Asian man that he threatened in the beginning in his dream. You know what I mean? So, like, the Asian dude from his dream ends up being the related to the other Asian dude in the film, in the episode, and I didn't even make the connection because I am just not... Uh, I just didn't make didn't make that prejudgment like oh that Asian guy must be really a bad Asian guy <laughs> like but um so but I could see because he goes from t- trauma to befriending a random old dude why would he do that I immediately thought he might have killed one of his family members and well, he might he be trying to make amends yeah nice uh so 
I didn't. I, I literally just wrote uh, helping stop fights. That's nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> the guy explaining his name unique. For some reason that tickled me. Dude. <laughs> unique. It's like Monique for you. For uniqueness. It's un- like yeah. what a clever way for us to all think douchebag. <laughs> I didn't even go that far. What a douche. <laughs> like my name's Brian. It's like Ryan, but without a Y and with a B. For being bald. Bold. <laughs> and bossum. <laughs> Not be awesome, but like B-O-S-S some. Yeah. So, so three S's, bruh. <laughs> so that was cool. But yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on this one? Uh Winter Soldier getting a date was cute. Yeah. And then uh, I, I literally wrote, What will she think when she sees his arm? And then uh oh, I wrote Oh no, Winter Soldier killed old dude's son in the dream flashback. Mm-hmm. Must have been when uh, she was saying... Oh wait. Oh no, I said that when he was looking at the Moki. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As okay. soon as I saw that when he was like, my son, I was like, I put it together. I was That's like, when you put it together. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then Sam's family. And I love the actress. I don't remember what she's from. Mm-hmm. I should have looked that up before the second viewing. But yeah, I, I, I felt her lines. I definitely felt her lines. She that was a good actress. And the first time I watched it, the Uncle Sam line went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and she repeated it. She was like, yep, Uncle Sam for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm glad they got Louisiana in the script just because freaking New Orleans is pretty awesome, even though there's a lot of political corruption there. The the rest of it is awesome. Dude, nothing so. like Chicago. We got voted number one most corrupt <laughs> by some independent researcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I did catch. I don't know if it was intentional, but I laughed at you. Got a marvel at it. The boat was that the line? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I didn't catch that. <laughs> he didn't say it like that. I'm glad I didn't Obviously. catch that, or else I would have hurt from the dad jokeness of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have any children. What? Sam. Yeah. Because he said you got to marvel at it. He said it's a dad joke, but he doesn't have any children. Yeah, I know. But the dad jokeness of it, that's what I was <laughs> See, I am a dad, so I can make him die inside. <laughs> he has to be, I swear, he just did a prayer to God. He's like, Jesus, control my fists. <laughs> Let me forgive this dumbass. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> adorably old-fashioned with the flowers. Maddie said that wasn't old-fashioned, my daughter, when she watched it with us. But I was like, it kind of is. I guess yeah. girls still like flowers, man. And then to answer my question about what she'll say when she sees his arm, the poor circulation was clever. Because <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I saw Bucky had a sister. Not knowing how it happened is the hardest part. Talking about how his son died, I was like... Laid on thick, the guilt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It reminded me of something I've told my mom, which is, uh, as long as she dies before me and I die before my daughter, everything's right in the world. Mm -hmm. What reminded me of that was the no word for when your kids die. Mm -hmm. I'd say, uh, an instant alcoholic would probably be the word I'd go to. An instant alcoholic? If, oh if yeah, just, as died, the word, as the phrase to describe, I, it, yeah. just just a spiral. Just call me a spiral. If my mm-hmm. daughter dies before I do, just call me a spiral. Mm-hmm. That's my word. 
downward spiral. Downward spiral. Mm. I hear you. I'm going to smoke so much weed and drink so much alcohol Mm. and just fucking implode Mm -hmm. and then move to Nevada Mm. to get the fuck away from this winter. The only way I could relate to that is (laughs) Nevada, not L.A. LA is too expensive, and a gender reveal party could destroy my whole home. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a. Uh, I've I've settled on spitting distance. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and there's no income tax in Nevada, so that's my when my daughter's 18 year plan. Mm-hmm. 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Actually, I should probably just go to like Washington State, so I'm not near uh, casinos. Washington State is cool. I mean, if I'm gonna spiral. Let me be away from casinos. Mm-hmm. So the only way I could relate to what you said is my mom told me, Richard, when I die, just cry once and don't cry again because it's okay that I that I passed away because it's just kind of the natural order of things and it's going to happen, you know? And of course, I'm not going to cry once, but like that's something to kind of express the same sentiment. Like that's yeah. it's going to happen. Dude, you're, at- your mom's awesome because I'm not saying this is great of me to have asked. But like three years ago, I asked my grandmother, I was like, hey, you're the only person I know. But can I ask, like, how does it feel to be to know that you're like closer to death than you are from it, mm-hmm. from birth? Mm-hmm. And she, it was it's a fucking weird question. Mm-hmm. If somebody asked me that when I'm 70, I'll answer. I will happily. But I'm I'm fucked up in the head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I have conversations like. As long as my mom dies before me, and as long as I die before my daughter, everything's right in the world. Mm-hmm. What fucking whole healthy person thinks that way? What? Just the generation should die in order? I mean, consciously thinks of it. Like, goes out of their ways Everybody. to think. I don't think so. You think, think people just, just only think about their day, and then they go to sleep? Well, and wake I up? don't think, you know, <laughs> people don't... Uh, you know, they're not as mindful they're, about that. They're not going to think about the fucked up shit. They're going to, you know, I most, think I think it's fucked up that I thought that much into it. Most people, that kind of thing does hit, when a family member dies, it does hit them like a ton of bricks because they weren't expecting it. And people don't like to think about it. No one likes to think about death, right? So, all right, here's a more concrete example. I taught my daughter when she was like five that nobody's perfect, sure. including her. Mm hmm. Who fucking tells you that? You have to learn no, that the hard way. That's good. No, I, I mean, I, I know. I, I, I believe it's good. That's why I did it. Yeah. But I never got that talk from my parents. I also told her that everyone will die. Mm-hmm. I ripped that bandaid off early. Because mm-hmm. everyone goes through a phase at like or they're 13 to 18 to 22 thinking they're invincible, mm-hmm. drunk driving, all this stupid shit that could really cost you. I've done things like that where I just wasn't thinking about the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So I taught those things and what parent is like, you know what? Today I'm going to tell my daughter that she's going to die. Responsible parents. Honestly. I mean, she, you know, it's like maybe she was a little young for that. I don't know what age you told her that. No, it was like around five. I wanted or earlier. And maybe would have waited till eight or 10, but that's, I mean, she, she, so she learned a little earlier. I I wanted her to learn it (laughs) so early. She wouldn't remember learning it. And I may have made a mistake. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I mean, parents have to have those talks with their kids. Like life lessons. Parents are supposed to pass those life lessons on to their kids. And my parents passed some, but obviously. Dude, my parents were over learning. 50 and I was like, I'm not asking you to make a will for my benefit. Mm-hmm. You should just fucking make a will. Mm-hmm. And they seemed not open to the idea. <laughs> so, They're like, no, we're not going to die. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I'm not going to kill you. 
Once you get a will, <laughs> just be responsible. Do a will. Don't take out a second mortgage. Be Don't refinance for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Don't add a bar downtown. That down, down downtown downstairs. Mm. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop it. You complain about having this mortgage. Pay it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that- sell the house. Move, you're when they were building their retirement house in Wisconsin before they sold the house here. They would complain about not having enough money. And I'm just like, sell the fucking house in Chicago and live in a condo. You don't even use the second floor. Mm-hmm. All you need is a th- two, three bedroom condo. Mm-hmm. Do that. Mm-hmm. They didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yori. Yori is. Because I wrote, it's hard okay. for him to admit to Yori what happened to his son. Of course. Yeah, it would be for anybody. And uh, I, I wouldn't have befriended him. I'm like, shit. Now I'm going to stay 100 yards away from this situation. Not going to. Oh, yeah. that's, that sucks, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have. It's a hard conversation, but he has to admit it to him eventually. Mm-hmm. Give him solace. Uh, give them both solace. Chance to heal. Yori might shoot him. Maybe. But this is like with Tony's parents, you know? Winter Soldier could have told... I'm sure if Tony wasn't hunting him and didn't find out, eventually the Winter Soldier would make atonements and tell him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's the right thing to do. I'm just saying I don't know how I would get to that point. I, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would probably write a note or do a video and send him the link. I couldn't do it to his face. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved... Loved, loved, loved the line with Sam where he says, uh, you know, I don't play with these white folks <laughs> when she's talking about getting there an hour mm-hmm. or they're still an hour away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got everything ready and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so I just love it. It's a small detail, but it made it feel more real to me. And no, it's not racist. People who are not white have a history of having a hard time when tr- trying to get something from white people. Such just as bank loan. So we're talking about with the bank loan, right? Yeah. Okay. Just statistically. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's 100% all white people are bad. You know, I'm not saying every black person has had it hard, although I'll say privilege is a real thing. I'm saying it's like women having to deal with mansplaining, being explained things under the assumption that they just didn't know because they're women. Mm-hmm. you know it made it feel more real and not a disrespectful yeah. way you I, know? yeah uh, i don't play with these white. i'm not y- gonna take any chances i'm just gonna make sure mm-hmm. i'm gonna be on this sounds bad i'm gonna be on my best behavior mm-hmm. so i they can't that, yeah. find an excuse to deny the black people because mm-hmm. it's just a possibility mm-hmm. it's it's a side on the die that they roll in their day-to-day life mm-hmm. depending on the person so i liked that it made it feel more real Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's no such thing as on time. You're either early or late. That's pretty good. That I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. And then I also thought that Gandalf the White would have a serious problem. With that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to make a meme of like who was right. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, on the second viewing, I noticed that the military guy, while he was undercover, when he opened his phone in his pocket, mm-hmm. it was already recording. And had been recording for over a minute once the visual effects came. Sure. There's so many times I've seen like in movies like Axel mm-hmm. where the visual effects showing the recording or the live streaming are just horrible. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate this. Like 
He would have been around the corner. He would have hit record, put it in his pocket. I wouldn't have zipped it up if I were him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, cinematic language unzips so you look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought, like, good job, visual effects team. Mm -hmm. Bravo. You got knocked around a lot for that camera to not get jostled or knocked out of his uh, pocket. Yeah, I noticed he took it immediately out of his hand. He was holding Mm -hmm. it in front of him. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why the fuck do you have it in the pocket? Just leave it in the pocket. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, when he went up to the superpowered dude, he was like, I don't know how how uh, the laws are here, but you are under arrest. And he's like right here mm-hmm. in his face. I'm like, that's not protocol. I, I put in quotes. <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. Like great call. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. That is the most generic bad choice for somebody to make. Right. When they have a gun on somebody. Using fight, yeah. Be be like two inches from their face so they can be like, what's up? Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And, That's a good observation. I mean, there's so much to unpack from this next note, but all I had the spirit to write down was the loan getting turned down. Dot, dot, dot. Which I think who, I could have just wrote the loan. Oh, right. And I think I could have just made that whole note Sam's line. Are you serious right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or whatever he said when Mm -hmm. he asked for another selfie. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and then as on a second viewing, I noticed that the guy that announced the new Captain America was the dude that thanks Sam for turning in the shield to the Smithsonian. Uh, What about the second viewing? What? When Sam turned in the shield, Mm -hmm. a guy came up to him and said, thank you for coming forward with the shield. You did the right thing. I, and I he was know. the same guy who announced the new Captain America. He he just okay. knew. He shook his hand mm-hmm. knowing this. there's no fucking way this is going to be in the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. I got plans. Got you. Yo, that's a good catch. Prep. Like, I don't think I would have caught that even with a second viewing. I mean, yeah. it's some generic old dude. You know, that's yeah. that's what my brain registers it as. Yeah. So, like, he's no Gary Shandling, which is a reference to... Iron Man 2 and Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So I guess that sounds a little bit ageist of me when I say some generic old dude. I'm sorry. Old yeah, you got to say some fucking boomer. <laughs> I suppose. I was going to make a joke that no boomer would be listening to a podcast, but the analytics say differently. Yeah. Hello, nice boomer. <laughs> <laughs> the single boomer viewing this right now. <laughs> I hope you care about doing your part to save the environment, not just leave it to Gen Y or Gen Z. I don't know. And then I wrote Wyatt Russell Captain, and then I added a note that pissed off Richard. <laughs> yeah, we we already went over this a couple times. Yeah. That guy is such a punchable face. <laughs> it's so. funny. Dude, watch 22 Jump Street if you want to right now, whoever's listening, if you want to watch Wyatt Russell again. But love it. I think Wyatt's going to do great. I I think this might be his own sh- only show, because thinking about his character, I don't see how that character could have legs unless they he joins like an evil super group later. But uh, I'm just excited to have Wyatt Russell. He's going to kill it. Okay. It's going to be awesome. I, this, so I, I should episode, look forward to that then. Okay. Yeah. When Wolf was asking me about this episode, I put it as more setup than I thought it would be. And you won't love the show immediately. You know, it won't it won't capture you, it won't grab you, it won't hook you in. But I think when we get the whole thing, it really will be a six hour movie. Like this feels like the first act of a movie. 
And I like that. I, I freaking love Sherlock, how each episode felt like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do that for a lot of series. So, Well, I mean it differently. I mean, once all six episodes are together, it will feel oh, like okay. one movie instead of okay. each episode being a different movie. Because well, this really did feel yeah. like uh, re reacquaint ourselves with the characters, mm-hmm. set up everything, and then from here on, it'll just be a race to the finish line. Right. Think about it a little bit more. It's nothing like Sherlock, but um, yeah, no, I'm more like Sherlock episode one, the first pilot that was discarded, right? Because it was 42 minutes and that's the only similarity. Gotcha. No. So. Yeah. Um, Any more notes there? No, but uh, oh, my God, how I don't understand how we got did this much. Um, The tangents. We go on tangents. It makes you should, sense. You should uh, in editing. You should totally measure how long the tangents are and add that up. And I will forget to do that nope, until I'm, I'm remind at you. the until I'm at the end of editing, listening to this, and going. Oh, I just edited this for three hours. I I'm, can't go I, back and listen. I, I'm if I hear from you about a day that you're editing this, I'm going to remind you to, to add it up. Look, if I <laughs> upload it and I didn't remember to add the tangents. I will, and you listen to it and you count the tangents. I will definitely put that at the first line of the description. Okay. Tangents seven. But it makes sense for the 20 minute WandaVision episodes. Our reviews would end up being like 40 minutes before editing. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, couple other small things. He was saying that maybe this is a struggle that soldiers go through that I'm just totally unfamiliar with. But which ha- part was that? The therapist talking. Oh, um, oh okay. So the therapist talks about how, um, you know, soldiers carry a lot of heavy shit on them, including people that they've killed or comrades that they've lost or whatever and or other horrible things that they've seen. And then they isolate themselves and stay away from that friends. And that could be a personal hell, you know? Yeah. And so Sam kind of went through that in the Winter Soldier. He talked about how he left the military after his co-pilot or wingman went down. Mm hmm. And he ran a support group, but he lived pretty isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's one way Sam tries to help Bucky through that. He's been texting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope they meet up in episode two. Do you think they're going to meet up in episode two or at I the end so. of episode two and into episode three? I was waiting for it to happen this episode and it didn't happen. So, yeah, I got to I don't know how they would do it. Mm-hmm. I think my prediction is they'll run into each other at the end of episode three two or during episode three mm-hmm. really don't know what bucky's story could be because i mean sam's is in episode two i mean because think about it sam's goals are military contracts save his family's fishing boat mm-hmm. bucky's is make atonements so all we have really now is for him to admit to yori that he killed his son yeah so i don't see how making atonements will get him in league with sam I mean, Bucky's still a former super soldier. He could be a super soldier now if he wanted to. Yeah, he, but he does it, stuff. But it's yeah. a condition of his pardon that he goes to therapy. So I don't know if the military, I think it was a big ask already to pardon him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how PR wise, when they're trying to introduce a new Captain America, that they'd be like, Captain America, like the first Captain America's old friend and biggest enemy. Let's bring him into the military. So. Maybe Bucky gets a flashback and he beats the crap out of the new Captain America. 
What? Wait. What if they revoke his pardon and the first goal of the new Captain America is to hunt down the Winter Soldier? It could be. Does Bucky yeah, still if have... If that happens, Bucky's kicking his ass. Mm-hmm. Does Bucky still have mental trigger words that set him off and make him go... No. Okay. They never clearly showed that that's gone, but mm-hmm. at the end of Civil War, they left him in Wakanda mm-hmm. so that they could figure that out. Mm-hmm. And they didn't address it again. They had they had him as a fully involved member in defending Wakanda. So I assume that they succeed at their goal of getting the trigger words out. Perhaps. Or they left one in their very, very, very deep and it's going to trigger him to rip off Captain America Wyatt Russell's head. Oh, God. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Should we talk about this one last thing, or is it enough? What's the one last thing? So, I don't understand the conflict between Sam and his sister. Do you know the sister's name? Okay. What part of it, well, of the conflict do The you conflict is, he wants to go see more banks to try to get a loan. And she's like, no, stop it. You've been away. And she I'm, said she doesn't want to go through that again. Oh, well... Of the whole process of being turned down by banks. Right. And she, he but, was blipped away. She was not. Oh, right. And then that, that's going to add to the conflict that he just didn't... What did he accept at the end? Uh, part of the military? I thought he signed up for another thing at the end. Uh, like, no, he he is making money by working for the military, mm-hmm. doing contracts. Right. Um. So... She, her thing is like, I have been on my own for mm-hmm. five years and now you're coming in telling me I'm doing it wrong. Okay. Just because you're the hero doesn't mean you get to make the decisions for everybody. You didn't see the nitty gritty of what mom and dad struggled with, mm-hmm. with this boat and everything. Right. It's a piece of our history, but it's too much trouble and I don't appreciate you telling me how to take care of it when I took care of it for five years without you. Okay. So it's kind of a respect thing. Like, a respect bit. me. Respect my position. Respect what I want to do. Like, stop trying to undermine sure. my choices. So it's, it's sibling rivalry. It, That's what I chalk it up to. Okay. Me. But so she does want to save all of it, though. But and he just wants to try to help do that. And she's like, no, stop. She wants to sell the boat to salvage the business. Okay. She sees the boat as dead weight. It's kind of like me with my my van. Mm -hmm. I bought a van to convert it into an RV and or, you know, a living space and live in it. And the used car dealership. I was I was so green behind the ears or what behind the ears or whatever the fuck you call it. And they took advantage of me, and it has like $8,000 worth of issues issues left. Mm-hmm. And I keep having to pay every month, and I keep having to pay insurance on it mm-hmm. just so I don't get ticketed. Mm-hmm. And essentially, once a week, I have to move it so it doesn't get a ticket for being abandoned. And those issues that you were not aware of beforehand, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's just dead weight to me. It's taking money out of my bank account every month, and I'm not using it. Mm-hmm. It gives me no value. So that's how she sees her, the boat. And gotcha. he sees it as, this is our history. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I see it as our history too. I mean, but if he wants, he's hurting he, us. If he wants, he could just buy it off. <laughs> he, he can't. He doesn't have the money. Oh, okay. Yeah. He wants to save it. She had to take out a second loan on the house second to, to, okay. to keep everything afloat. Mm-hmm. And that's when she hits him. Gotcha. Okay. You've, you've turned me around that, that corner. Okay. 
What? Why? What were you against? I was wondering why she was fighting him so hard on it. Because he's just like, well, let me help. We can try another place to try to take out another loan. Yeah, and she, and she she, didn't want to go to the bank, but she did. Mm-hmm. She trusted him, and then it turned out exactly as she predicted. She, she's like, she sees the painting on the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is this is doomed to fail. Yeah. Okay. So, anything else? Nope. But uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, I think we're just going to record this on Mondays. Probably a Zoom call next. Okay. Unless you want to, sh- you know, hang out on my cheat day and do the just this next week Could instead be. of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we'll just be recording these on Monday because I need to really work on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And for the WandaVision reviews, I was able to like get up in the morning for most of them and record them and then go to work. But that is over an hour of work that I'm losing every week. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's something I really need the money. So I'm going to wait to record them on Monday and then release them. Hopefully every Tuesday or Wednesday. All right. Uh, if you want to follow Richard, do you have a, I know you don't like social media too much. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything I want people to follow. Okay. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Listen to, I love you 3000 minutes. If you liked his discussion, stuff and if you didn't listen to i love you 3000 minutes just do it yeah i'm just gonna make that an uncomfortable silence and on that note i have a high tolerance for awkward things so it's okay clearly there's literally over 120 videos or uh, podcast episodes that will be released of us breaking down iron man i swear in almost every single one i make him die a little bit more inside so the fact that he's still here, <laughs> that's just, that's telling and showing. It's true. So. <laughs> All right. Bye. We're going to do Justice League on twitch.tv forward slash the dopest things. Wow. Oh.